1: Boom baby
2: boom
1: baby boom baby burn, baby burn, that burn, that yağ- burn baby burn, burn boom baby burn, burn boom baby burn,
2: burn boom baby burn, burn baby burn, boom baby We should probably stop doing it. (laughs) We're getting worse. We're just getting worse, yeah. We're just carrying less as we go on. I was like, yeah, burn, baby. Uh, Burn the song down. All right. What's up, everybody? You're watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong.
1: How is it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Well, burn, baby, Burn. We're doing the Obosh, the Prey Piercer uh, deck tech today. Burn Obosh. Yes, burn Obosh, burn. Uh, you may remember in the set review we did for Akoria, we talked about how uh, we thought Obosh would be a good burn deck. Mm-hmm. Now this isn't traditional burn like you would in like modern or legacy or something where there's a lot of sorceries just pointed at players' faces. Right. But it's the idea of you know most of the cards in the deck do a lot of damage to. Everyone, yourself included,
2: sometimes, uh-huh. yeah, with the goal of
1: creating a a faster game overall
2: for everybody. Okay. Well, that this is another uh, Ractos deck from you, Josh. This is very exciting.
1: Yeah, I'm in a Ractos uh, state of mind these days. I guess <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that. But before we get into it, we got to talk about our sponsors. cardkingdomcom Zone. That's our affiliate link that you want to use when you're going to do the thing you're going to do anyway. Which is order magic cards. You know, you want all this C20 stuff. The pre cons are out right now from the Commander product. We've also got a Korya layer of Behemoths. If you want a booster box, a bundle, or if you're just gonna order singles for all of your decks. All that stuff you're going to get anyway if you just use our affiliate link. Again, cardkingdom.com slash commandzone. When you order that stuff, you really are supporting Game Nights, this podcast, and all of our content.
2: And there's nothing more exciting than brewing new decks, especially when new commanders come out. Uh, this set has a ton of really interesting stuff. And when you're doing so, you're going to want to protect those cards and keep them in pristine condition and play them on the best playmats and put them in the des- best deck boxes. That's right, Ultra Pro is the other sponsor of this show. And again, they have all the ikoria theme stuff and they, are, they always create create you know the cards arts the cards arts on the play mats on the sleeves. so if you really want to customize your experience and just make it look really cool when you bust out that new deck for the first time as well as make sure your cards don't get dinged up scuffed up because you're gonna be taking them around use ultra pro products josh and i use it on pretty much every single thing that we own even if i'm putting stuff into a binder it's always going into a new eclipse sleeve or an ultra pro sleeve and right in there
1: yep and of course there are like show ca- showcase cards and stuff the oh, godzilla yeah. cards the Ooh, Ghidorah yeah. cards the mothra cards those things are gonna be valuable and you want them to stay protected. Again, Ultra Pro will do the best job at protecting your game pieces. Uh, and the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. You get all kinds of cool perks at the various reward tier levels. One of them is you get to hang out with Jimmy and myself on our Discord each and every day. Ask we, us all, anything. Right? Uh, also, you uh, if you qualify, there is free merchandise that you get a few times a year. In fact, Um, This was a little bit delayed, took a little longer than we wanted to, but we've started to ship out all of the uh, merchandise from last year, which was also related to our Kickstarter, so people are getting t-shirts, the cool, really cool coins that we designed. Yeah, getting a lot of pictures on Twitter and things uh, of people receiving that stuff, which is awesome. Um, And of course. Yeah, of course. We also shout out one lucky patron every single episode, and this episode is dedicated to Shannon Shannon Pilato. Pilato. Shannon, you rock. You do rock. All right. So full disclosure, the process that we went through is we've, we've gone through all these set reviews and everything. And Jimmy and I were like, hey, so for the next couple episodes, why don't we each take a commander or a partner pair that we'd like and we'll build a deck around it. You know, Jimmy will build one. I'll build one. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do a couple of deck tech episodes. And uh, Jimmy's is going to be next week. Actually, Jimmy, you want to tease it?
2: Yeah, it is a budget build. One of the first ever like fully budget builds where I held myself to a really specific constraint for Paco and Haldan. So play fetch. That's uh pretty exciting. We talked about that again in
1: our set review and how you were excited about that deck. Yeah. That's gonna be next week. Um so this week is is the deck I brewed, which is Obosh the Prey Piercer. This is not a budget deck.
2: Yeah. You
1: you tricked me. You were like, I'm doing budget, and I was like, Oh, I should have thought of that, but it's too late. I've already built my deck. It's also very hard, so yeah. you
2: know, maybe <laughs> Maybe we leave that to the professionals like Mitch. Yeah, I mean, big props to Mitch for, for being able to put decks under even a lower amount than I was able to get mine under. So it, it is pretty impressive to see.
1: Yeah, but I'm excited to see your budget build. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, So full disclosure here, when we went away, Jimmy was like, I'm going to build Paco and Haldan. And I was like, I'm going to build Tyam. Oh, nice. And then a couple days later, I messaged you and I was like, I'm switching. I'm going to switch to Obosh. <laughs> and the reason for this might surprise some people, but as I was building the Tyam deck... And Tyam, just for those people uh, that may not have memorized what everything does yet, Tyam is that card where you pay three mana, you take three counters off creatures you control, and then you sun-tighten something, you get something from your graveyard of three CMC or less back into
2: play. On the battlefield, yeah.
1: Yeah, and as I was building that deck, it's going to undoubtedly be very strong, but it's going to be one of those decks that's just very... spin its own wheels, dirtily, for lack of a better word. And... That's a playstyle that I like, obviously.
2: You do, you love your value and yeah. time is just like, let's fetch stuff out of the graveyard, let's sacrifice things, let's get the little engine going and see just how much craziness we can do in one turn.
1: Right. And I was building that deck and putting it all together, but it was very much like, yeah, I'm going to just cycle the same thing in and out of my graveyard every time. And every time it's going to create the mana and the counters to do it again. And we're going to get into this loop and I'm going to blood artist people to death or whatever it was. And my eyes just kind of rolled back in my head and I was just like <laughs> bored by the idea of it. Maybe because I do have a lot of value decks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I, I well, let, I want to talk to you about this a little bit because we were having a discussion in, the, in this discussion in the office the other day, which is I feel like the commander format has gotten a little bit dirtily in the last couple of years, you know, a bunch of commanders have come out, Corvald, Moldrosa, Tulane, Yarok. There's a ton that really incentivize you to just spin your own wheels. And, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't seem to be advancing towards a win. It's not like somebody's taking damage that whole time, or it's going to spin your wheels until you combo out. But the outcome is mostly like the other three players just kind of watch somebody take a 20-minute turn.
2: Yeah, when the cards are designed in a way that's like, hey, here's just all the value tacked onto this, find a way to abuse that value instead of here's the direction you want to go, how can you abuse that direction? You're going to get that, right? Yeah, you're right. So
1: many commanders now basically say like draw a card on them or draw a card and create mana on them. Yeah. Which is just like uh, when you have that combination, it's going to just be a lot of like do this, create the mana to do the next thing, which draws me the card, which I'm going to then play, which will then create mana and draw me a card to do the next thing. And you're just like watching a person play a bunch of stuff because it was all
2: designed to just keep going. Kind of reminds me of the Prophet of Krufix days where it's just like, and now it's also your turn again after my turn, and it's your turn again after the next person's turn. But Even worse
1: because it's like over and over. <laughs> it's like still your turn, and then it's still your turn, and then, oh, crap, they hit a card that untaps everything, and now yeah. they're going to start it over and keep going. Did they just play Time Warp? I guess they did. Yeah. Here we go again. Yeah, so, and I think this is not like a huge thing where like, you know, the formats maybe be changed by like 10% over, over the last couple of years, but it just mm-hmm. feels like we're moving more towards that direction, more towards these really long turns. And I think I'm naturally, like, again, I have a lot of value decks, but I'm naturally, like, Grevin I built recently, Feather, right. now this Obosh, which I'm drawn towards, I think... I mean, Vile Smasher, even. A little bit, yeah, which is just, like, I think I'm just drawn towards this, like, hey, I would rather build decks that I may or may not win. Obviously, I want to build decks that still can win, but one of the goals of the deck is actually to create games where we're moving towards the end of the game constantly doing damage to everybody, you know, where it's not, uh just complete dural fest of like do a bunch of stuff but no nothing really happened.
2: Well, especially if it's four players all dirtling at the same time. I think it's a great balance to have a couple of little decks, a, a focus deck, an aggro one, a Voltron one, right? Like you can mix it up a bit. And we've had this experience with the Kyle Hills and the Craig Blanchettes of the world where it's like you gotta make sure you're on your feet and playing and not just waiting till turn five to do anything. Uh, otherwise you might find yourself knocked out of the game.
1: Yeah, you have to have to yeah, Kyle really made us have to have interaction in our deck. You can't just let decks do their thing and say, I'm gonna do my thing and whoever gets there first because kyle will always get there first (laughs) uh craig (laughs) because science yeah craig uh changed the meta a lot or just set our meta i guess since he was there from the beginning of like you can't do nothing for the first few turns because you'll just die to infect you have to have blockers Mm -hmm. be able to remove things yeah and i think that anyway that's why i was kind of drawn towards obosh and so this deck is really created in an effort to make sure that the games are fast and you may or may not win but when at the point that you die there will have been a lot of damage done to all the players. And hopefully, even if you're dead, you won't have to sit out for long because everybody will be at a low life toll at that point.
2: Yeah, imagine if you were the first player eliminated by the Dirdly player, and then you have to wait for five more Dirdly player turns because they can't actually finish out the game. Right. It's in the same way that you're like, you know, you have a couple of more competitive decks in your stable. You have a really casual one. Why not have fast ones as well as your value-based engines?
1: Yeah, and not just fast, like my deck's going to do its thing fast, but it's going to incentivize and create fast game for the whole table all right so maybe we should start out here get into the deck tech portion uh i guess we should read obosh do you want to yes read it? we
2: should so obosh is one of the commanders that can also be a companion which is an extra card that starts outside your deck this is not a deck with obosh's companion josh built this as the commander so good point, good point. obosh the prey piercer is three in rakdos so three black black three black red or three red red for a three five legendary hellion horror well, ignore the companion co- uh, the text. It says, if a source you control with an odd converted mana cost would deal damage to a permanent or player, it deals double that damage to that permanent or player instead. So one of my personal favorite effects in Magic, because you get cards like uh, Furnace of Wrath that do similar things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Dictate of the Twin Gods, and you'll find that once these kinds of cards are out and damage just starts to get dealt, the life totals drain.
1: Yeah, yeah, life totals can go down super, super quickly, and And this deck, you know, it's all written on the card. You're going to want to play mostly odd CMC things that deal deal damage, damage, right? Because that's going to be doubled. Mm -hmm. And this is a thing we've wanted from Red for a long time and we thought would help it scale into Commander was this idea that, like, all the cards say deal four damage doesn't scale well into four-player games. Right, but now all of a sudden they deal the double the damage. Maybe that does scale correctly. Like, a Lightning Bolt, one mana for six... For six, six damage. damage yeah. Does that feels like it scales a lot better into commander than one mana for three damage. Um and I like Obosh as the commander because you can still have even CMC things in your deck this way. Right. right, right. And so you can still have the mana rocks and things, and they're not dealing damage anyway, so they weren't going it, but it doesn't doesn't preclude you from having them all together, because you need that stuff for a good strong deck, right? Yeah. You can't just not play two drops. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay. I mean, you can. You can always make that choice. Right, We, right. we don't recommend it, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I think if you want the deck to still be able to hang, like we have a powerful play group, and it's it's all well and good to say, I'm going to build a deck that's going to create for fast games, but it has to be at a certain power level in our group. Otherwise, it will just lose instantly every game, and that won't yeah. be any fun either. It has yeah, to have a yeah, chance yeah. to win, which I think this deck will have a lot of punching power. It might catch some people by surprise. Okay, let's talk about um, the deck itself. The first category, I called it Hit 'em All which is you want cards that are really dealing damage to all your opponents at once. Yep. And you want them to be odd CMC for the most part because then it's going to deal double the damage. So the first one is Tunneling Geopede. It's two and a red for a 3-2 insect, but it has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, Tunneling Geopede deals one damage to each opponent.
2: Hey, okay. So that's going to be two damage every single time because Tunneling Geopede is a three CMC spell. So imagine you play a land, it deals six damage to the table. That's pretty good value for a land. If they ever printed that on the land, it would not make it into legal <laughs> formats, right? Like, <laughs> right. That's, that's just, a lot. That's a lot. So that's just a good... And, and
1: this deck really just wants to slowly chunk down everybody's life total and then do one big thing to kind of get the last blow in there.
2: Yeah, and I would say it's also very important in Rakdos to always hit your land drops. So even having a card like Telling Ge- Geo, that's like, hey, make sure you hit your land drops because yep. you, you need to, uh, especially if you're trying to run burn. Okay, next up is Scab Clan Berserker. Man, these cards, by the way, you just don't see them on deck text. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that last one. Uh one red, red for a two-two with haste and renowned one. So whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, if it isn't renowned, you put up one one counter on and becomes renowned. And it says whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, if Scab Clan Berserker is renowned, Scab Clan Berserker deals two damage to that player whoa this is like it reminds me of combo the uh like right you're just like i can't do anything because i'm just going to die and it's four damage
1: for a non-creature spell if it's renowned and it has haste so it's not as difficult as it might seem right because all you need is an open player when you play this on turn
2: two or three even depending on you know
1: yeah probably turn three but that's fine right because obash won't be out yet but you get it renowned and then you play obash the next turn and think of like rurik thar oh rurik thar is six damage yeah this would true. be four damage and only three mana like it's close to what rurik thar does but it's doing it for a lot cheaper costs and a lot earlier and think of how much of a pain in the butt rurik thar is out we both know right from that fan episode of game nights i sadly know yes yeah you you were in a position in that game where you're like i can't play most of the cards
2: in my hand because i'll die yeah and i resolved potentially the most powerful spell in, in, all of magic. in all of magic yeah and i still couldn't you know obviously finish the game out at that point because of that one card yeah so this is a very powerful card um and also i would say usually you use non-creature spells to remove this kind of card so it's you're still getting some value on the other end right yeah if
1: they go swords they still take four yeah so it's yeah pretty great and you don't want to swords this the scab clamp yeah. berserker you want to sword obosh or something or avacyn like you
2: know, you want to get rid of the actual problematic thing not the thing that's going to be the smaller but actually bigger threat long term
1: uh, the next one is a Tapper, but it's it's kind of like a Tim, but not the exact same. It's called mm-hmm. Lightning Rig Crew. It's two in a red for a Goblin pr- Pirate. It's an 05, which I think is actually good stats in a deck like this. Um, good blocker. Yeah, exactly. And you can tap it to deal one damage to each opponent. Uh, which is two damage to each opponent with Obosh out. And it says whenever you cast a pirate spell, you can untap it. There's not very many pirates in the deck, but there are a couple. Yeah. Um, but as an O5 that sits there incentivizes people to attack, not you, which means they're dealing damage to each other. And then on the end step, you go, boom,
2: hit everybody for two. That's six damage. And then you can untap. And if you have to do it right again, that's that's like 12 damage in one, and between one end step and one upkeep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> two, then four. And then maybe you play a pirate. Yeah, six. Like it's it can start to add up if you have one of the tunneling geode out and all of a sudden like that's a that can be a lot of damage pretty quickly yeah i like it a lot um and i think this lightning rig crew kind of led me to a couple of other cards which can kind of start the damage dealing early and and because what you want to do is like deal start dealing damage on turn 2 if you can cuz they're little chunks and it won't seem like a lot but once people are at 20 all of a sudden, these two and three damage things just start to, like,
2: really hurt. There's also another side of it where after people are really low, they're obviously going to want to swing out at you, but if they do that, then they're leaving themselves open as well, and then you're still going to get in damage no matter what because a lot of these are Pinger-type cards. Speaking of Pinger-type cards, there are there are a few of them that cost
1: only one mana. One's an odd number also. Um, you want to read these next two yeah. are basically the same.
2: Spear, Spewer, and Blister Split Gremlin... Man, you're really going to the Goblin Gremlin world here. Red's a lot of fun, guys. Zero two Defender, Spear Spear deals one damage to each player if you tap it. The key word here is each. Yep. Uh, and then Blister Split Gremlin is also a one CMC card, and you tap one and tap the Blister Split Gremlin to deal one damage to each opponent. And then whenever you cast a non-creature spell, untap Blister Split Gremlin, so that could be going multiple times.
1: Yeah. So one one mana tap it to deal one to each opponent, or Spear Spear
2: does it is, to each player. Er,
1: yeah, is each player, so it hits yourself. But that's two damage. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them doesn't cost mana. One of them untaps when you play uh, non-creature spells, but this is a way for the damage to start to add up, and you can really get into, yeah, with with a uh, blister split gremlin. Blister Man. spit, oh, whoa. Spit. Oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's spit oh, is like spit. acid. Oh, it's blisters. It causes Blistering. blisters. <laughs> That's like one damage. That's oh, mildly annoying.
2: <laughs> it's, ah. All
1: right, I'm fine. <laughs> um, but you can easily, I think, get into a, a situation where you're going to like cast two non-creature smells, spells that will also deal damage to the opponent, mm-hmm. tap blister split uh two or three times and all of a sudden kill, you know, that could be 12, 13 damage to the table at that point.
2: Yeah, that's actually really important. And again, uh, we've said this in the past, but when the card says each opponent on it instead of a opponent, it's, you should pay more attention to it, especially in decks like this, because it's going to affect a lot more people and do way more damage. And and the, the fact that these are one mana
1: cards that tap and deal two damage to each opponent, again, that's six damage to the table, it's just so efficient with its damage that I think it starts to actually work the way red's supposed to work kind of you know
2: yeah well i mean if you have the lightning red crew and the spear spear route each rotation six damage and again like you can do it to the point where it's your inset before my turn i deal that much damage i untap i can just do it again so it leaves very little time for people to like oh i'm gonna gain some life before you can do it again it's like no these are activated abilities you can kill people sometimes in response to them trying to save themselves uh, another one that's similar
1: but not the exact same is Keterek parasite it's one black Again, odd CMC for a 1-1 one, one horror, but it says whenever an opponent draws a card, if you control a red permanence, you may have Keterak Parasite deal one damage to that player. Wait, that's sweet. Yeah, so it's two <laughs> damage per card they draw. See a value engine. Yep, and listen, people draw a lot of cards in Commander. Yeah. So often this is going to deal a significant amount of damage because they're going to draw a 2-3 heuristic study. What do you do?
2: Yeah, this could sneakily be one of the better cards in the deck yeah. just by looking at it. And it's one mana. Yeah. Uh,
1: and again, something that I had to double check as I was building this deck, but it is true. Obash, Obash doesn't care about the color of the card mm. that's dealing the damage, only the CMC. So even if it's a black card or, an, or a colorless card, it's still going to deal double that damage, which is great. That's cool. All right, the next... Um, category i'm calling watch the world burn uh, you're finally on my page yeah man. that's what i'm talking about <laughs> so these are the cards that are going to deal damage to everything including mm-hmm. yourself and i think what you want is just get everybody low and then you'll have you'll use those cards that only hit opponents to kind of finish everybody off yeah that's but smart. at first like you're going down with everybody else and then all of a sudden near the end you go okay now i have a card that only hits opponents, and I'm at six, but everybody's dead.
2: Yep, so this is kind of a landfall-esque one. It's Zozu the Punisher, one red-red for a 2-2 legendary goblin warrior, and it's whenever he land enters the battlefield, Zozu deals two damage to that land's controller. So Chulain really doesn't like this. Uro does not like this at all. All the green
1: decks, you're punishing them, right? They rampant growth, they right. cultivate, they explosive vegetation. This is four damage per land with Obosh out. So, you can't even Explosive Vegetation and Rampant Growth very much, right? Because that's like 12 damage right there, yeah. plus your one land drop per turn. And this comes out early, turn yep. three, right? So, it comes out before wash. then wash is out. Remember, we'll hit yourself, but you're not a deck that's going to be putting extra lands into play. So, this is probably going to hurt you less. And either way, even if it's the same as everybody else, that's still fine with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like Zozu. Yeah,
1: the next one is a really interesting <laughs> one. Again, this this is just going to speed up the game. It's spell shock. It's two in a red for an enchantment. Whenever a player casts a spell, it's spell everything sho- in the game except for lands. Yeah, <laughs> spell shock deals two damage to that player. Again, four damage with Obosh out. Whenever they cast a spell, yourself included, though. Yeah.
2: Well, at a certain point, you have your tappers. You don't need to cast anymore. You can just sort of wait for again everyone's life total. It's sort of a game where you're watching everyone trying to dip below yours, and then you know you can start going ham because you're going to go reduce your life total is going to be reduced at the same rate.
1: And decks that are doing broken things like casting things over and over, you know, storm sort of stuff. This is just the anti-value. Yeah, it's just like hey, listen, you want to do all that stuff, but you might be you might be dead by the time that's over, or you might be at eight, in which case,
2: you know, we'll have some answers at that point. Yeah, I like old cards that don't see much play because they're also going to be easier to find, for sure, and they're not super high in demand. And in a lot of ways, I guess red has kind of built its own meta in the past 20 years to beat these kinds of decks just through these types of cards. Sulfuric Vortex, another classic enchantment for one red-red. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Sulfuric Vortex deals two damage to that player. And here's the big one. If a player gains life, they gain no life instead so hosing all of those it's the airboss type effect getting rid of life gain that's the one thing that i think obash is really afraid of yeah a, a massive big, life gain yeah a big chunk of life
1: gain will really like put people out of reach especially <laughs> when you're hitting yourself as well uh and again so Favorite vortex it's going to deal four damage per upkeep which is a significant amount mm-hmm. that's a tenth of their life total uh it won't take very long for that to add up so i really like this card all right here's a really cool one and one of your game enders uh Again, it will hit yourself, but all you have to do is be above other players or... Well, let me read the card. It's Acidic Mm -hmm. Soil, two and a red for a sorcery. Acidic Soil deals one damage to each player for each land he or she controls. This is the anti-Josh card right here. Yes. It just blows up your Uro deck. (laughs) And and a lot of decks are just concentrating on getting a lot of lands into play. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Chulain, Uro, a ton of them are going to have 12 lands when you've got eight. And this is a way to be like, how many lands does everybody have? Remember, it's this. This is doubled Oof. with Obosh out, so it could very easily be 24 like twenty-four damage for twenty-four a damage. But I take sixteen. We're at the same life total. I live through it. You don't. Jeez. Yeah, that kind of thing. So this is one of the best cards in the deck and one of your finishers. It's only three mana, so you can potentially later in the game cast
2: obosh and acidic soil in the mm-hmm. same turn as like a finisher type move or like Pass in flames get it back right red red's got ways to do it earthquake another one of my favorites is x in a red so the cmc question here is a little different it's a sorcery that deals x damage to each creature without flying in each player that's yep. the big one
1: and now remember you can set on x spells their cmc is what you pay for x their cmc on the stack so what i like about earthquake is for one, you can always make it odd mm-hmm. just by making X an even number. Adding one or less mana, or more mana. Right, you want two, four, six, eight, because the one red will count towards the CMC, yep. right? Also, if you do X is equal four, that's, oh no, this is not true, because Obash will double the damage as Obash is out, so that'll be eight. Right. But think if you do X is equal to like seven or eight, that'd be 16 damage to everybody for nine mana. That's like, you, how many people have lost to Exsanguinate in a game? Now, obviously the life gain matters in that, scenario but it's the type of thing where if you're ahead mm-hmm. you know you've got these other things that have hit your opponents and you're at 22 and everybody else is below 22 boom earthquake good way to just take
2: the game out right earthquakes also just a good board wipe let's say you don't want to do the yes. double damage from obash you get the choice of casting a for even cmc and you still might kill everything you need to without you know like let's if you're at like 8 you're like oh i will cast this for f- 5. So does 5 damage everyone not, you know, form having it do 8 damage everyone and killing you.
1: It's a really good point, right? And and we know how commander games go. Obosh is not always going to be on the battlefield. It will get yeah. removed, it'll get countered, there'll be board wipes, whatever. And so earthquake being a card that saves you in other situations where it's like, yeah, I'm not trying to kill everybody with it. I'm just trying to board wipe with it.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's a Jimmy favorite. It's my favorite. Rampaging on <clears throat> take a damage, two in a red for a 3 through with menace Again, very important text on this dinosaur players can't gain life. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, rampaging froston deals one damage to that creature's controller, or two damage. Token decks
1: take two damage. <laughs> take two damage. That yeah. Be, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Brutal. And again, it it it's gonna add up over time. It hits both players, but you don't mind as much also there's not a really creature heavy deck it's not like it's running 30 creatures so yeah. the two lane decks again rampaging for is token decks, deck yeah they're just like uh because two damage per creature plus every time i play a land i'm getting to take damage every upkeep and all of a sudden i'm at 12 i can't do anything because if i play a land i die if i play a creature i die if i cast right. a non-creature spell i die you're trying to get them in the situations where they're in real like trouble. shackling them yeah. to not be able to do anything why well, you're almost playing because a stacks deck I mean, it is, but it's not as annoying as stacks because you can do the stuff. You're just trying to weigh your resources, right? Like right. It's not like Winter Orb, which is like straight up can't use your mana. <laughs> this is like, yeah, you can, but you got to be willing to pay the life for it. Yep. Uh, this next one is, again, we talked about in the set review, one of the more powerful cards in the deck. You just have to be a little careful when you use it. It's Heartless Hidetsugu, three red red for a four three Ogre Shaman, but you tap it and it deals damage to each player equal to half that player's life total Rounded down. So this insta kills anybody who's at an even life total. <laughs> with Obash out, yeah. Yeah, with Obash out, right? Because it deals double the damage. So if you're 22, deal 11, double that's 22, kills you. Just immediately die. Yeah. But if you're at an odd life total, then all of a sudden you'll be at one at the end of it. Yep, because it rounds down. So you wanna do this when you're at an odd life total. But you can control that a little bit better because you can be like, oh, I'm going to play this spell that deals... Like Earthquake. Oh, I'm going to Earthquake for one. One, yeah. <laughs> to get myself to the right thing, and then boom, you can do some stuff. So Heartless too. it's just very powerful. And, all, you know, listen, this is not something that you're going to do every game or that you should do every game. But some games you might be
2: like, I can't
1: win this game. I'll take a draw.
2: Boom. Yeah. Or, set or at least I'll take three people out with me or yeah. two people out with me. And I might die myself, but yeah. But that'll be a fast game. <laughs> yeah. The Heartless Hidatsugu, <laughs> every time it lands, it's one of those must-remove cards. Uh, I played in my Neheb deck and it is very powerful. So don't get us wrong. <laughs> you know nobody's casting that if they don't have some kind
1: of plan for it to not kill them, right? Yeah, like yeah. nobody just puts it out there and doesn't have wound reflection or something in their hand to play next turn. Yep. All right. <laughs> we are... Uh, Going to talk about, in the next section, the coolest and most unique cards and interactions in this deck. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our sponsors.
2: All right, we are back with Obosh, the Prey Piercer. Odd CMCs dealing double damage to permanents and players. Let's talk about some of the uh, the more interesting cards in here. This is a nice section called "Don't Be Afraid to Get Even." Yeah, I think the trap you could fall into when creating this deck is to sort of in your mind say, "I'm only
1: going to put odd CMC stuff in this deck," right? And there are some even CMC things you're going to want in here, even though. It feels bad because they're not going to get double their uh, they're not going to double their damage through Obosh, mm-hmm. but I think they're just still good enough and on plan with the deck that you you do want some even CMC things. That, not, I'm not just counting mana rocks and things. Things that do uh, deal damage and are on plan with the deck. Yes, they're not going to be doubled, but they're still going to be good enough. Uh, the first one is Onk of Mishra, which is a classic card from. Uh, from alpha i think wow. it's two mana for an artifact whenever a land enters the battlefield ankh of mishra deals two damage to that land's controller okay this is like zoju the punisher can't be doubled but it comes out very early mm-hmm. and we'll just you know if you play this on turn two people are going to take 10 to 12 damage from this thing through the course of the game or more if there or were more, those green yeah. decks yeah
2: well let's not forget obashi is a five cmc commander casting it once is already a, a bit tough casting it again for seven mana it's going to be harder so you want to have a lot of backup obviously and plus when you do finally get to the point where you can cast so in one spell you want people at a low left life to that when you cast that spell it can end the game yeah that's a good point uh this next one is like a definite must include even though it's even cmc Torbrand, thane of red fell a lot of people building decks around this guy too it's one red 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 so it's four cmc for a two four dwarf noble legendary creature if a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. So this actually has the potential, if a red source is only dealing one damage, to be more than what Obosh can do for it. And also, it it makes the source deal double the damage.
1: So if you've got Tunneling Geopede out, oh, right. when you play a land, it would deal three, which is now six from Obosh, <laughs> since oh. it, it's not Torbrand adding the damage.
2: Right, the source itself is dealing it.
1: Yeah, so the fact that Torbrand is even cmc doesn't actually matter as much because it's just adding it to the thing so yeah yeah acidic soil would just still it basically adds four damage to two odd cmc things right right yeah the only time
2: you would care about torbren is if he was attacking right then you want to do more than two damage because he's a two four but in this case he's an enchantment on a creature yep
1: exactly um the next one is mana barbs three and a red for an enchantment. So it's even CMC, but it says whenever (laughs) a player taps a land for mana, mana barb steals one damage to that player. So this is just a way again to just bring life totals down. And this is going to do it fast, right? Because on turn five, most people are tapping five lands for mana. Yeah. So that's five damage. Or what are they going to do? Like not play stuff?
2: Yeah, especially, I mean, imagine if you're a Seaborn Muse deck or yep. a Wilderness Reclamation deck, you just are very sad in the face of Mana Barbs.
1: Think of this with Torbrand, because Torbrand still works with the even CMC stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, you tap a land, you take three, three damage. damage.
2: <laughs> that's a game over in a turn. Like if you have 10 lands, you'll take 30 if you tap out. Yeah, <laughs> that's a point where you might be able to
1: play Mana Barbs and just be like, go. And the you're like... Do you have like a two CMC spell that can remove this otherwise you probably just die right because yeah for the rest people are looking at, looking going, at their, for the rest of the game I can't
2: do anything they're like their bane of progress is <laughs> yeah. just the worst card like,
1: <laughs> I just why die why does cost
2: so much mana you
1: don't even get to cast it because you tap the land for mana first yeah. right <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah pretty cool it's a steep price to pay and also like if you're around the table and I've played like it's been very often I've seen this where everyone's kind of burned down no one wants to be the first person to make a move yeah like just don't kill me first maybe we can get rid of them with someone else's resources
1: yeah so it's just like draw go
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is Harsh Mentor 1, and a red from Amonkhet. 2-2, two, two, Human Cleric. Probably built more for, like, the legacies of the world, yes, right? Yes, yes. Whenever an opponent activates the ability of an artifact creature or land on the battlefield, if it isn't a mana ability, Harsh Mentor deals 2 damage to that player. So your pinger deck... Yep, it's just guns and there's a up.
1: lot of activated abilities out there mm-hmm. and think of like Kinnan, Urza those types of things where they're gonna activate uh, Golos Yeah, they're gonna activate it a lot and try and go off
2: this could kill them or lands too right yep. like a strip mine if you activate that yep. ability yep. or if Rogue you're Passage those passaging, those, yeah Passaging yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maze <laughs> so this
1: this again is a, a sort of hate bearish card which doesn't say you can't do it just says it's gonna tax you some life every time you do again not doubled by Obash, but I still think good enough
2: yeah I mean again it's incidental damage it's gonna add up over time uh,
1: the next card is one of the best cards in the deck and this next section i'm calling up the ante so this is a way to sort of up the amount of damage or do some crazy stuff
2: i was like oh man i really there's, hope obosh is an ant
1: yeah there's <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's a hellion horror though uh, so it's
1: repercussion it's one red red for an enchantment whenever a creature a creature is dealt damage repercussion deals that much damage to that creature's controller Ooh. again doubled by obosh yeah so whenever a creature takes damage if obosh is out their con- oh. that creature's controller would take twice the amount of damage that the creature took.
2: Yeah, so a lightning bolt turns into three, da- uh, six damage yeah. on the creature into 12 damage on the controller. Yeah, so all of a sudden a lightning bolt becomes like a, almost a lethal, like it's Whoa. crazy. Earthquake yeah. just is nuts in this case too. Oh
1: yeah, if they've got three creatures and you earthquake you have to be careful not to kill yourself. Yeah, But, you know, potentially like an x equals four will just kill everyone at that point because it's four to eight to 16,
2: 16. plus the original f- and each creature that gets dealt damage three is going to double that, that, do that to,
1: yeah okay you're right <laughs> repercussion is the best card in the deck. <laughs> yeah it's crazy <laughs> um and then there's a few cards that sort of work really well with repercussion are just good in the deck anyway blasphemous act yep because it's eight and a red uh so it's it's eight and a red for a sorcery but this spell costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield and then it it deals 13 damage to each creature yeah so even it's, without
2: obosh 13 damage times two with repercussion is that's gg
1: yeah exactly and if obosh is out all of a sudden it's times four basically and yeah again you gotta be careful not to kill yourself in those c- circumstance but it's a nine cmc card gonna double again double with repercussion also like earthquake like we said this is a card that saves you when obosh isn't out mm-hmm. just board wipes and you know How often is the only... Like, on game nights, I feel like it happens quite often where people are at a point in the game where, like, I have to top deck a board wiper. I'm going to die. Those are the only things that can save you in certain circumstances. So having cards like that in the deck that can also sometimes win you the game most board wipes can't do that right
2: no definitely not and i was gonna say red and black black obviously has access to a lot of good board wipes but red is all usually damage based but in this case it doesn't actually matter if if anything it's a benefit for the deck right uh next up is one that we mentioned quite a bit on the show chandra's ignitions three red for a sorcery and this one will not kill you Uh, target creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each other creature and each opponent so Chandra's ignition is not the one doing the damage so the cmc doesn't matter as much as the creature that's doing it that's the source but if you do it on no whammo it's gonna do a lot of damage to everyone
1: and again works with repercussion
2: because it's gonna hit their creatures each creature yeah Jeez. So it works in the same way token decks really do not do well against this yeah <laughs> use earthquake for one <laughs> yeah with
1: repercussion is ridiculous uh, and then one more card, which I wanted to talk about because it's one of my favorites and I try and use it when I can, but it has it's, it's narrow in how it works, but you can have some massive blowouts that nobody sees coming with cards like this. It's called arc bond Two in a red for an instant choose target creature. Whenever that creature is dealt damage this turn, it deals that much damage to each other creature and each player. Jeez. And it's choose target creature. So you don't have to do it to your own. Again, obosh oh, is out so you will want to do it on your odd cmc thing if you can mm-hmm. but this just has a lot of uses this is a type of card kind of kind of like deflecting palm that can steal games out of nowhere because nobody yeah. ever sees this coming and there's a lot of like interesting uses when you have it in your hand you're often like oh gosh i hope somebody attacks there because i'm gonna do this and they'll never ne- they'll never see it coming
2: well, i mean imagine you also play a uh, uh blasphemous act for like three mana and, you and then Arcbon. Arcbon. <laughs> yep
1: that's a way to win uh, or at least maybe draw. Repercussion, again, works with Arc Bond, because it hits each uh, creature. Yeah. So, if you only have one creature out, you could be in situations where you know they have to block, because you've chunked their life down so much, you're like, I attack with Obosh, and they're like, well, I block. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Arc Bond, my Obosh it's going to take 10 damage from your thing or whatever. And gonna That's going to be, be double 20 damage. Then with Repercussion out, maybe it kills, or maybe 20 just kills everybody. So You know, this deck reminds me a lot of your Stop Hitting Yourself deck that you had a a long time ago. It has a little aspects of that, and that might be better because the the focus Stop Hitting Yourself deck was not good. Yeah. But there were parts of it that I think worked, and just taking those little
2: packages and putting it in, yeah. them in is good. This card is in that deck, uh, and it's definitely good in this one. It's Stuffy Doll. It's a five mana zero one. Don't. Don't don't just hold on. Don't hate. Yeah. <laughs> As Stuffy Doll enters the battlefield, choose a player that's gonna die. a uh, Stuffy Doll is indestructible. Whenever Stuffy Doll is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to the chosen player, and then you can tap it to ping itself for one damage. And it's five CMC, so it taps, it pings itself for two
1: with Obosh out, and then it deals four. Right, because it's player. Not CMC. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it obviously you choose the player that is, you know, the most ahead or mm-hmm. that you need to kill the fastest. And then also, like, they can't attack you or anything, or other players can. You can be like, hey i'm
2: gonna play this just attack me i'll block with my stuffy I'll doll I'll block with my stuffy doll yeah the other player really doesn't have much of a ch- like usually you can politic your way out of situations but that one's really hard to negotiate out of it's like wait but uh no one loses anything it's a zero one yep <laughs> and then it's like you know
1: if they swing at you with a six six it's gonna do 12 to the player you chose like it's an insane amount and then you tap it yeah
2: you know that's 16 damage. like it's it's a it's a lot of damage and also boy if you have to path the stuffy doll you are not a happy player <laughs>
1: You, If it's pointed at you, sometimes you do have to do it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stuffy uh, Doll comes down and just hoses one guy or girl or person. Uh,
1: this, ne- this section is called just cool stuff. So, this is other stuff in the deck that's got synergy with the rest of the deck, but not necessarily it's uh, mm-hmm. each other. In a deck that's just doing a lot of damage that's non-combat damage in chunks that's like not really blockable in any way Uh, pain magnification is really really good so it's one a black and a red for an enchantment whenever an opponent is dealt three or more damage by a single source that player discards a card there are some cards that will repeatedly
2: do three or more damage
1: there are many in this deck like if especially with obosh out because obosh doubles the amount of damage things are doing all of a sudden it's not that hard to be like hey the whole table had to discard four cards that turn
2: yeah. And it's only opponent. Yeah, that's true. And it's whenever an opponent is, so it could be multiple instances of it in the same turn. If Think you of ever. like Zoju the Punisher is yeah. out with Obosh. You play a land, you have to discard a card. <laughs> you really can't do anything this is this is red black stacks i love it <laughs> um next up is a what do we call these aftermath aftermath card? cards yeah insult to injury get two and in a red for the sorcery side of insult damage can't be prevented this turn if a source you control would deal damage to a if a source you control would deal damage this turn it deals double that damage instead so obviously so you get four times with obosh if you obviously use it at, and insult, your next
1: source yeah. is an is a, uh, odd
2: CMC. And then Injury, which is the two in a red sorcery side with Aftermath, so you can cast a spell only from your graveyard then you exile it, is that Injury deals two damage to target creature and two damage to target player. So not as amazing on the other side, but the insult part definitely stacks up fast.
1: And, of course, just the ability to play a spell that does something good and important and then also can be used out of your graveyard later, mm-hmm. even if that side's not the, the best. But, yeah, Insult is a finisher, right? Yeah. Insult, then Earthquake. Insult, then something else. Insult, Chandra's Ignition. Those are ways to sort of take the game out of nowhere. And it uh, turns off their circle of protection red. Yeah. <laughs> Insult, then acidic soil. I mean, be careful. Again, in this deck, you have to be very careful you don't kill yourself. But uh, if you do, at least you did a lot on the way out. It really is Jimmy, D- Jimmy deck because maybe you don't care if you kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> It's more about the
2: memories, right? Yeah. (laughs) One of the things I always look for when I'm building a deck is... How to make it a Jimmy deck. Yeah. no. No, Sorry. I spoke for you there. My bad.
1: (laughs) What do you look for? One of the things I look for when I'm building a deck is, are there cool synergies within the deck that open up either card draw or mana ramp that I wouldn't have in my average deck? Because this is just a way to... Especially when you're in Rakdos or Boros or something else, you just can't use staple cards to get you to that 10 card draw or 10 man ramp that we want a lot of the time, especially card draw. Yeah. And so having your strategy open up a, a category of cards that is card draw. If you meet these criteria is really powerful. Cause now all of a sudden, yes, I can meet our rubric of like having enough card draw. And so there's three cards in this deck that I think are cool. And, and open up card draw in Rakdos that maybe you wouldn't have uh, access to in an average Rakdos deck. The first one is Theater of Horrors. It's one, a red and a, a black, so three mana for an enchantment says, at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. Then during your turn, if an opponent has lost life this turn, you may play cards exiled with Theater of Horrors. Hmm. So it's impulsive draw a little bit, although if you deal damage to your opponent, you'll have access to all the cards you've exiled with yes. Theater of Horrors, not yes. just the one exiled this turn. So you can play it early and be like, I can't deal damage to your opponents quite yet, but later when I do, I'll get access to all the cards. Plus, Theater of Horrors has an activated ability of three and a red. Theater of Horrors deals one damage to target opponent or Planeswalker.
2: Again, would be two damage with Obosh out.
1: That's a lot of mana for one damage. You're only going to do that if you really want one of the cards... Yeah, That's, you have
2: to ping them to trigger the second part of the Theater of Horrors. But
1: you've got Spear Spewers and Lightning Rig Oh, crews you're doing damage and, to people. Yeah, exactly. It's not that hard for you to deal damage. So yeah. most of the time, this is just going to naturally be on by what you're already doing. It's just going to give you access to an additional card per turn.
2: Yeah, I, lo- I love the fact that you can play all of them. Usually Impulsive draws until end of turn, then that card gets exiled forever. Right. All right, Risk Factor, two in red for an instant. Target opponent may have Risk Factor deal four damage to them, reads eight. If that player doesn't, you draw three three. three cards. And then you can jump start this, which means you can discard a card as well as replaying this from your graveyard, and then you exile the risk factor. So this is like red card draw. Hey, are you gonna take four damage if Obash is out that damage is eight, or are you gonna let me draw three cards? Eight Eight damage. damage.
1: In this deck, where you're taking, you know... In this economy? three damage just for playing a land. Yeah. You know, people are just going to be at low life totals. Risk factor is an instant. How high... Okay, eight damage. If you're at 20 life, do
2: you take the eight? I don't think you do, right? Not against this deck. You Unless you have a to plan. You can't 12,
1: because what's... You're going to die to this deck.
2: Yeah, not only that, you can't just board wipe and get rid of Obosh, because when you play a land, you're going to get punished for it. When you tap a land, an enchantment's going to hurt you, right? You right. have to, like, find really all-in ways to completely wipe the board, and so... How, like 30 life would you take eight? You'd
1: think about it. it would de- I think at that point it would de- depend on relative board positions. How much, because yeah, if Mana Barbs is out in something else, maybe you can't, yeah, even at 30. So it's definitely like you have to think about no. it. Four
2: is like I just pay the four life, yeah. Eight is that's a quarter of your life total, yeah, almost.
1: And if, yeah, if other things are out, like Torbrand's out, all of a sudden it's just getting nuts and you really can't pay, play it at all. But this is a, a card also that you don't need to play early, mm-hmm. so you just hold it until you're out of gas. And when you're out of gas, naturally, one and it's target player, so you just got to pick the player that's at the lowest life total, because it's not only the Obosh deck trying to deal damage. If somebody else has chipped in 6, 8 damage towards that player, right? all of a sudden on turn 8, it, I don't think it'll be
2: hard to find a player that's 20 or below. Yeah, also, I think players... By the way, it's a fifth-year life till. I don't know why I said a quarter. Oh, yeah. It's very easy math. <laughs> um, I don't think players, if they don't know what is coming, like, right, we're saying early aggression, everyone's on turn two swinging at people. Ha-ha, I took you down to 35. And they don't realize that that five life might be the biggest difference. And then you just have better choice of risk a tar- risk factor later on, too. And you can do it twice.
1: And I always like to only include these uh, cards where your opponents get a choice if you're kind of fine with either choice they take. And I think you yeah. are fine with a card that says... Three mana deal eight damage to an opponent. Like it's not the best card in your deck, but you're fine with that. What's
2: well, also repeatable? So. Yeah,
1: it's pretty efficient. Yeah, and then you go, okay, fine, discard a card, do it again, and it's an instant. Like we said, you can pay eight more.
2: No, yeah. <laughs> eight more and just be dead to someone breathing on me. No, nope. I've I've been there too often.
1: All right, the next one is along the lines of theater of horrors and of risk factor. It's called Sin Proder. It's two and a red for a three two devil with Minaj. But it says at the beginning of your upkeep, reveal the top card of your library. Any opponent may have you put that card into your graveyard. Hmm. If a player does, Sinprodder deals damage to that player equal to the card's converted mana cost. Oops. Otherwise, you put that card into your hand. So it's a reverse Bob, a reverse
2: uh, Dark Confidence. Where it hurts the opponents for binning it or putting it into your hand, yeah.
1: Right, so you flip over the top card. Let's say it's three CMC. Jimmy, do you want to take three, or do I put it into my hand? But if Hoboch is out, Sin Sinprodder is odd. jimmy do you want to take six or do i draw the card i don't think a card in your opponent's hand is worth six damage to
2: you yeah i mean like if it's hard let's say that's that's 10 because it's five seeds. but yeah there's a lot this this ramps up really quickly now lands are
1: the thing that like are zeros and are going to double to zero so that's not going to be as as bad but you know just this is probably like 60 percent of a card per turn
2: Mm -hmm. so it's also got monache so it can also swing in for damage a lot of times hit him for six yeah yeah that's not nothing all right, finally, let's move on to the last category here. Finishing power, power, power. Cards that basically just end the game and help you get across that last little hurdle. Yeah, uh, they just have just single cards that can pack a pretty big punch yeah and hit and do it now lightning skeletal, black red red for a 6-1 elemental skeleton with trample and haste whenever it deals combat damage to a player that player discards two cards so that's already brutal and at the beginning of the end step sacrifice lightning skeletal. so you just get a six bomb in there sometimes 12 with obosh yeah so this is a just like and trampling that's huge yeah exactly this is an out of nowhere haste
1: trampler comes in if repercussion is out they're probably just dead because they won't be able to block either but you know you just go boom you didn't see this coming hit you for 12 and it's a card that's not the worst to play on turn six or seven as just like hey you discard two cards take 12 damage Take 12 yeah and now you're now it turns on my risk factors it turns on my other cards that need a player to be at low life yeah turns on my sin prodders and things like that uh and the last one is electro dominance so this is red red and x for an instant Electrodominance dominance deals X damage to any target, and then you may cast a red card with converted mana cost X or less from your hand without paying its mana cost. So again, X spells, as long as you, in this case, Electro-Dominance, you want X to be an odd number, mm-hmm. then it's going to double with Obosh,
2: and... It's y- X or less, too, so you can overpay yeah. just to get that CMC. So maybe
1: you CMC. go Electrodominance, you know, Jimmy for 5, which is actually 10 because of Obosh, then I can play a 5-CMC spell from my hand, say it's a six oil or something, boom, for free,
2: deal. Instant speed two, end step, right before you start, or like, let's say, you know someone's about to have their explosive turn, and you play the one that's like, can't tap lands anymore. <laughs> and instant speed is so powerful
1: because this allows you to kind of get two turns, so they think they're safe. I'm at 24. That feels pretty safe, right? And then you go, boom, electro dominance, hits you for for seven, or sorry, 14. Mm-hmm. Now you're at 10. Play another spell, five CMC or less. Let's say it's heartless Hidetsugu. Got that out there in instant speed. Now I untap, boom, kill you. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, that is a way to sort of be very explosive. And that's where a risk factor, again, becomes better because of instant speed, right? Hey, mm-hmm. you're going to take the eight? And it's almost like, yeah, if you do, I'll kill you on, your, on my at, next turn yeah, Because yeah, yeah, my yeah.
2: end step, and I'm going to untap and do something else. Or you draw three cards, which is exactly what this kind of deck needs to do. Yeah. This is a really interesting deck to play against, because you have to ask the question, do you just focus fire them down? Because if you do, they're going to focus fire you down. Right. Right? <laughs> so it's like, you're, you're how much, like, the resources you need to beat this kind of deck are creature removal, enchantment removal, artifact removal, right? You need all the removal and you need a lot of it, because it's attacking you with the same strategy from a bunch of different ways. So, it's interesting. Either you go, I can beat this strategy overall or you have to go everyone we have to team up on them but at the price of our cards and our life because they're not going to go down without a fight
1: yeah and and hopefully it does punish the dirty decks enough that it makes it tough for them to do what they normally are trying
2: to do Mm -hmm. without like getting dangerously low to the point where you could finish them off well let's say like an an ideal curve by the time you get obash out everyone's probably taken six seven damage right from your type of deck and they're already maybe they've fetched a couple times everyone's around the 30 ish area that is pretty doable to just put a lock on the game and say like all right i'm going to control the terms now Yeah, now, like, you're going to have to really choose what you want to do, and you're going to have limited amount
1: of stuff that you can do in the game now before you die. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is the Obosh burn deck. Burn in quotes. I know it's not a traditional burn deck, but... Just damage everywhere. Yeah. Um, To the listeners, what do you think about Obosh as a commander? Are there any cards you think we're either wrong about or that we missed that you would think are auto includes in the deck or would be really good in a deck like this? Um, and make love- sure you
2: check the deck list out too so yeah. you do repeat stuff there. The
1: full deck list will be in the show notes. Again, my deck is not I wasn't trying to do budget, although naturally this deck is a little bit cheaper maybe than some of the decks we talk about on the show, just yeah, totally. a lot of these cards are not card- Spear Spewer, you just don't see that in a lot of decks. Yeah, even Earthquake, you don't see in too many <laughs> decks these days. Alright, if you want to pick up Obosh or any of the cards we just talked about, or any of the cards from the Commander product from this year, or any of the cards from Acoria, Layer of Behemoth, or <laughs> M21 going. is actually right around the corner because of the delay, because of the pandemic. Right. Um, we're going to be seeing, I think, preview cards for M21 pr- in the next few weeks, I think. So, there's a lot of cards that you want to get your hands on. Card Kingdom.com slash command zone. If you order from that affiliate link, you are supporting this podcast, game nights, all of our content. In addition, Card Kingdom is just the best place to order from. They get you the stuff the fastest, guaranteed. We have people constantly tweeting at us, emailing us, making comments on the videos. That's just like, I got the cards in an insanely fast amount of time. Like, some people are like getting the hey, your order shipped
2: announcement. Hours after they have made the order. Maybe I once got mine like 10 minutes after. Yeah. The person got it and went, yeah. Put it together and put it in the mail, just yeah. like that. We've had people in other
1: countries be like, this is crazy. I, I, I'm from Australia. I got my cards in right. like, you know, a matter of days instead of weeks. it's. it's and I'm nuts. so used to having it be weeks because I'm in Australia. Yeah. yeah, so Card Kingdom really is the best place to get a hold of all your cards. They, they're very generous with their grading. Their cards always look great. They have great customer service. If anything happens to go wrong, they will solve it. They'll go above and beyond to solve your problem. Can't speak highly enough about and that. And they have a great buyback as well. If you're looking to switch in
2: cards and get in-store credit... Pretty, pretty handy.
1: Yeah, their buy list is renowned throughout the magic world and sort of the gold standard by which everybody judges. If you listen to finance podcasts and stuff, they always talk
2: about the Card Kingdom buy list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, great way to get cards as well. And a great way to protect your cards and a great way to make your cards look even better now that you've gotten them is through Ultra Pro product. Again, there are more and more sets coming out. There are more and more pieces of art. If you didn't like the playmats from Ikoria, maybe Lair of Behemoths wasn't your thing. There's going to be something else in the world of Magic. And Ultra Pro is always on the forefront of making those playmats, those sleeves, those deck boxes, as well as the really cool dice, right? They cover every single thing you need outside of the cards themselves to play in a way that makes you comfortable and makes sure that you're also keeping your area tidy and clean. I think that's going to be something that's really important, to be honest coming up for magic fest and stuff is to make sure that when you sit down you go this is my play area this is how i'm going to establish it this is so i know what uh, what's being touched and all that stuff and that's going to be actually really important for magic players so ultra pro again these are all machine washable play mats super super sturdy super handy i can't recommend them enough i'm definitely going to
1: put my obosh deck into a racto sleeves that oh you better yeah all right we're back to our normal schedule. We're one podcast a week. That means we can do the end step. Hooray. Right. Where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. Now, Jimmy, I, I watched this show because you recommended it.
2: I did. I was about five or six episodes in. and I was like, you know what? I think Josh would definitely like this show. I think, And El would too, I think, yep. if you guys watched it together. So it is Lock and Key, which is on Netflix. It is, how would you describe it? So it's based off of a uh, graphic, graphic novel. novel yeah, it's, um, it's Damon Lindelof, who is one of the lost guys. I think it's Damon Lindelof, or it's the other one. It's one of the lost guys. The other one did Watchmen. By way, these no, guys... No, they're the Lofted Watchmen. Okay, then, then it's the other one. <laughs> so they're really good at creating like mystery type, yeah. uh, in a way, sort of the J.J. Abrams mystery box type thing, but they've gotten much better since Lost knowing how to complete things and make them into really full-fledged shows. And so Lock is and... satisfying at the end. Yeah, Lock and Key is about a family that suffers a tragedy and moves across the country to their old, uh, their parent, their dad's old childhood home, and they begin discovering mystical keys that unlock all sorts of crazy things into other dimensions and worlds and sort of give extra powers and stuff. And yeah, it's a little bit Harry Potter and this yeah.
1: discovery of magic type thing with these kids that range in age from like, you know, uh, elementary eight, school yeah. all the way up to high school and they start, yeah, unlocking all these secrets. Uh, see what I did there? Ah. Um, yeah, so the, it's a, it's sort of a fantasy magic, but it has this suspense aspect to it in that, of course, there's a dark force out there that also wants to get a hold of these magical keys and use them for nefarious you know ends and so they start to
2: discover this world but but they also start to discover the danger of it yeah and i like that a lot about this show which is like when you have kids in a show it's easy you can like because at some points in stranger things i was like no one's dying here right, everyone's right, right. everyone's safe right but this show is shot really well it's really well paced and they they really put a lot of time and care into the cinematography some people die in it some people too, definitely and so die. you have to yeah, be yeah, worried yeah. about it yeah i, I think they do a, they strike a really good balance between like this is a fun show that if you love the novels you'll love but if you also love like the sort of like the kids adventurous things you'll love too but it's got real tension in there
1: yeah really enjoyed it and uh right now a lot of us are staying home a lot obviously and having <laughs> shows to watch like after tiger king you're like okay what else,
2: <laughs> what, else? what else you know so yeah. it's nice to have like a good thing that you can that you can binge you know not to mention the the it's great to, to watch this show because kyle hill plays the dad <laughs> i thought <laughs> hopefully if you're watching the video podcast you'll see a picture side by side and know what i'm talking about here that's pretty funny i never
1: made that connection (laughs) the first
2: thing i saw when i saw i was like that looks just like Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it, was, it looked like Keanu the first time I saw it, kind of out of the corner. Of my oh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's got Keanu vibes with Kyle hair. Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> all right, lock and key. It's available on Netflix. We do recommend it. It is a fun show and a good way to pass the time. The to binge too. Yeah. Um, all right. Big thanks to our editing, graphics, and logistics team, which is Craig Blanchett, Ashlyn Rose, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Alfred Estaca, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, and Sam Waldo. Everybody here working so hard. Uh, if you didn't watch it, Game Nights just came out last week. We've got all kinds of content that came out recently. I know a lot of people were like, I haven't even caught up on all this stuff because we had so much come out. That team has really been working their butts off to make sure that
2: everything is out there. Our content keeps flowing. Yeah, binge that in between episodes of Lock and Key. There you you might need to take a breath. Some of those episodes are pretty successful. So <laughs> and a big thanks, as always, to Jeffrey Palmer, who provides the living card animations that live behind us here on set and on game nights, as well as start and end our show at youtube.com slash the Command Zone podcast. Where are we today? This is Evolving Wilds, I think, from uh, Akoria. They are evolving quite fast here.
1: Yeah. Evolving or just, it just looks
2: like the big island in Hawaii. (laughs) This is Hawaii, the card. (laughs) They did it. Uh, You can find Jeffrey on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time. Peace.